Welcome to Elephant in the Room, a podcast brought to you by the University of Calgary's Residence Education Team, where we discuss improving wellness for students by students, airing every fourth Monday of each month on CJSW. We are CAs, short for Community Ambassadors, which is a student leader living position within residence. Enjoy. Hi folks, I'm Sam and I'm one of your WCAs here in residence and today I'm joined with Hunter. Hi, I'm Hunter. I am a CA in Yamnathka Hall and I'm one of the founders of RAISE. Do you want to talk about a little bit um, what RAISE stands for, um, what the background of RAISE is and why we really needed it in residence? RAISE stands for Resident Association Involving Sexual Education. I came up with this idea in September when there was a lot of not so great things happening at other universities and I thought that I wanted to draw attention to it without scaring residents but making it very making residents more aware of the situation how to be safer in residence yeah that's so great so I'm also a part of RAISE um, which is a really exciting opportunity for me to take on more in residence this semester Raises comprised of about 10 CAs who are super passionate and excited about educating residents about sexual education and all things that entails. During the CA's training development day in the winter, right before classes start, Paige, one of the CAs in Olympus, and Hunter put on a presentation about sexual education, and it was just very intriguing to me, and I knew I wanted to be a part of that and help extend that to all of the students and residents. So being a part of this council has been really exciting because we've put on a few events already through our Let's Talk About Sex Month, and it's been really excited. Do you want to talk a bit more about the events that we've put on, Hunter? Yeah, our first event happened in December. It was a bit of a slow burn. We had Case come and do a presentation on consent awareness And then in January, we held our first uh, more so event run by what was Consent Corner, which is now what Raise is. And it was a Red Flags card game event um, where residents got to play the game with each other. And we had a special guest, Katie, from the Sexual Violence and Support Office come and lead a discussion about red flags and green flags in relationships and friendships. As I mentioned, Case led um, our first event. Case is a club um, on the UFC campus. It's not in residence, and it stands for Consent Awareness and Sexual Education. Hunter, do you want to tell us a little bit about consent and just like give us a general background of what consent is so we're all on the same page and we can speak more freely about consent before we move on to sexual education? Yeah, consent is, it's everything. Um, An easy way to remember the core foundations of what consent is, is using the acronym FRIES, which stands for Freely Given, Reversible, Informed, Enthusiastic, and Specific. Amazing. Yeah, consent is so important. Like Hunter said, consent is everything. Consent is key to a good sex life. Um, That's really bold to say, but we're getting real here today. Um, One video that we've probably all seen about consent, um, I feel like Everyone watched it in high school from some teacher that just pulled it up. It was like, hey, everyone, watch this. But it's like the video that's like 
people the the comparison with tea and it's like a passed out person doesn't want tea just like a passed out person does not want sex or if someone says no thanks i don't want tea maybe later you're not gonna force them to drink the tea so like that comparison i've always found really interesting too because then maybe someone's like oh my gosh yes i want tea i've been wanting to tea for so long um your tea seems really special can i please have some tea and that's enthusiastic. That's consent. So you don't give someone tea if they don't want tea. And it's just so straightforward. And there's just, it's black and white. I, I personally feel like, do you feel like it's black and white, Hunter? Or do you feel like there's gray areas? No, it's absolutely black and white. Because if someone is like, mm, like, maybe that's not a yes. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just like, if you don't have a yes, you don't have a green light. And I, I find personally from my experiences in life, this this may be crazy, but like guys who are like, or for whoever that you're interested in, um, female, male, non-binary, whoever, um, when they're like, can I kiss you? I'm just like, that makes me internally so happy because I'm like, you respect my boundaries. You want to know what my boundaries are and you're asking for consent. And I just find that to be so respectful, even though that's kind of like the bare minimum. I feel like we really applaud people just for giving us the bare minimum and asking for consent to do stuff when that is the bare minimum. Literally, like it's such a simple thing to do because I would much rather ask someone and then someone be like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Instead of just going for it and then making someone uncomfortable and like leaving that impact on them. And assuming is just such, like, a risky game, too. Because I never want to assume that's what someone wants. Like, I don't I don't want to assume someone wants fries from McDonald's when I haven't spoken to them about fries at McDonald's. Like, you can't just assume what someone wants. And, like, I don't know. I find for me maybe, like, a gray area is the the physical signs you're receiving. But I think always getting, like, a verbal confirmation is good, Um and super important just to make sure everyone's safe like physically mentally emotionally all of the all of the well-being areas yeah because like I don't know for me I've been in situations where I'm feeling like led on by someone being like oh they -hmm. want me I like this and then it turns out where they just wanted to do that and like that's totally fine um but like I just like communication is so key because it's so wishy-washy between doing the right thing and messing up yeah, 100%. And also, like, sometimes people might not know what you're feeling, which is on both of you to communicate, but people might have better intentions than what comes out. Um, so the takeaway from this is always communicate, um, which is really important about our next topic, which is sexual education. Look at that way. That just segued in perfect there. There's so much to unpack in sexual education. Like, we could make a whole podcast about this like five series about this um because there's just so much there one thing um I think a good starting point point sorry about sexual education is keeping yourself safe physically so we just talked about consent and how to keep yourself safe with consent physically and emotionally in that regards but the physical effects of um, sexual education are things like contraceptives, talking to your partner about like maybe your sexual history, if you have um, any sexually transmitted infections or anything like that. Yeah, I think 
starting off with like a partner, whether it's new or the same partner, um, you should always have a conversation about your history because it's very important to know, especially if your partner has something because you don't also want to have something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely talk to your partner. And there are so many different contraceptives that you can try. I think it's good to like explore to figure out what works for you and what doesn't because you can try something and be like, this doesn't work for me. My body doesn't like this. Um, so yeah, explore with your partner and yourself. Yeah, totally. Um, I know there's lots of people who when they get in a relationship or um, start having a sexual relationship with someone, they do go together and they get tested to make sure that they don't have anything that they can pass on to each other, which is really smart. Um, but there's also, I think there's a really big stigma. Uh, no, I I know there's a really big stigma around STIs. I know lots of people who have gotten chlamydia. Um, it's very common. It goes around and I just, I feel like there shouldn't be shame in it. Obviously, you don't want to get it. You don't go out and you decide to get it. Um, it's the same thing with COVID. There's no shame in if you get it, but, you know, you have to deal with it promptly. You have to take the steps to make sure you don't give it to anyone else and that you're taking care of yourself so it doesn't make issues worse in your life. Um, so definitely don't be shy to go to the doctor. Our wellness center here is really great for stuff like that. They make it super easy to go in and get tested. Just give them a call. Even if you don't think you have it, it's, it never hurts to get tested because you never know. Um, you never know what partners might not have disclosed to you. Not that they were lying or anything, but they might not have known either. So it never hurts to get tested. Take care of yourself. Talk to doctors if you're comfortable. Or read the internet if you wanted to be influenced like that. But I feel like maybe a professional might be your better option. Yeah, and a professional isn't going to gaslight you either. If you go and being like, oh, <laughs> I'm a little bit itchy or something isn't right. They're not going to be like, oh. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Have you tried soap? <laughs> um, but they're not going to make fun of you. Like, it's not like this is a rare thing. Oh, absolutely. They're like, you're the fifth of the day. <laughs> like, good job. Here's your meds. Let's get going. Let's move this party on. It's so quick. So easy. It's better to do it than to not. Oh, yeah. Better, especially if you have, like, any questions or any signs that you think, like, maybe I have an STI. Just go to the doctor. You're going to feel so much better than just, like, sitting there and thinking about it and keeping it on your mind than just, like, going to a doctor. And, like, worst case scenario, the doctor's like, yeah, you you do have an STI. Let's get you on these meds. They're going to make you feel really sick, but then you're going to be great. And it's just quick and easy. So as we were talking about STIs, let's talk about some of the ways to prevent STIs. So we all know there's so many ways to keep yourself safe during sex. And a lot of things are to prevent pregnancy. But for some people, that might not even apply to you. So you're like, why does this matter to me? Some of the ways that you can prevent passing STIs between each other, one of the most common is condoms. At UFC, we have them, like, everywhere. They're just scattered. If you want a condom, if you walk long enough, you can probably find condoms somewhere on campus. I know a bunch of CAs have them on their doors. And then um, the wellness CAs usually have some to pass out to you. Same with at the Students' Union. They sometimes have one. The Q Center, Women's Resource Center. Like, I promise you, if you walk long enough, you can find condoms somewhere on campus. There's also no shame in asking for them. 
No. Like, I would much rather have a resident ask me for one or like a few opposed to hearing my resident be like, uh, we have an issue. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I would much rather like I don't know. My mom <laughs> getting real personal here, but my mom was always like if you're old enough to be able to ask for a condom without shame, you should be able to have sex. But if you're not able to, like, ask for that and, like, explain those needs, like, you shouldn't be doing that. But I don't know. That's also, like, my mom. No, that's smart because I – I'm also getting personal. I grew up with a lot of shame around condoms. Funny story. I had a ramen packet under a chair. My mom thought it was a condom, and she got really mad. And so I, that made me, I like grew up thinking that like sex was really bad. Yeah. But I was like, wouldn't you rather, I mean, we using one of these like. Oh, absolutely. And like, I, I grew up Catholic, like I went to a Catholic school, but then I was super Christian. During my high school years, um, I was really involved in the church and I was like just going there, spending all my time there. And Christian culture about dating and sex and all of that really ruined my perception on that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with what they do. It just wasn't for me. So after I came out of the church and it just I decided it wasn't for me, I had this idea in my mind for so long that like if I'm not married, I should not be having sex. And if I'm having sex, like something bad is gonna happen to me or like I'm doing something wrong or I'm dirty or like all these things are going on. So that also, like, really messed up my perception of sex. And, like, I just thought it wasn't good. But they never taught me how to have safe sex. So I'm, like, I'm just confused because in their mind, abstinence is the only way when they should have taught me how to have safe sex, too, and not just, like, be like, good luck, wait till marriage, have fun, stay safe. Yeah, and I remember taking, like, sex ed in elementary school in, like, grade 7, and it's very, like, male, oh, like, dominated. Gosh, like, yeah. just put a condom on. And I never learned about anything else. And now I'm, like, older and I'm, like, okay, there's a lot more we can do. Yeah, I one of my one of my favorite memories from my, my sex ed or lack of sexual education. Okay, um, <laughs> this is really funny, but, like, all the boys came back to the classroom and they're, like, we just figured out how to make it stand up. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you learn in there that we didn't get to learn? And I think that's so interesting, too, because why don't we teach males and females the same thing? A lot of people have no idea what goes on with the female reproductive system. I have no idea what goes on with men. Um, I'm sure it's a little bit simpler, but um, I have no idea what goes on because we didn't get that education. Yeah. And like half the time, I feel like I don't even know what goes on with myself like I barely understand like my own birth control I'm just kind of like this works for me but what it does I don't know oh (laughs) I don't understand how birth control works I'm just hoping it does that's (laughs) that's the way it is but the lack of sexual education in grade school is a whole nother topic though and it's really interesting but you shouldn't have to like do all that work yourself once you're like old enough to figure it out like i just i wish they laid a better foundation for people and i feel like a lot more people would be set up for success with it and that's what raise is for that's what we're here for we want to help you in ways that your elementary teachers couldn't but with that there's a few more ways to keep yourself 
safe from STIs. So we covered condoms. Do you want to talk about what dental dams are a little bit, Hunter? Because I I don't know what they are. I don't understand. I personally, when I imagine dental dams, I'm like, Like oh, a a mouth guard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am also not the most familiar, but from my understanding, it's kind of, I just like explained to Sam that it's like, Almost like a band-aid, like you're covering something up and then you're going to do something to it. So like you're going to put something over a penis and then you're going to do something to it. Yeah. In my mind. Or the other way around. Okay. Yeah, that, no, like that makes sense. Um, Those are out there. If you're curious about them, search them up. Maybe we'll make a post about it on our Instagram. So Look at our Instagram, which we'll name drop by the end of this podcast, if you want to know about that. Um, So, yeah, those are a couple ways to protect yourself from STIs, along with getting regular testing done. Um, Obviously, another thing you want to protect yourself from, well, having sex um, is pregnancy. Um, Or maybe you don't want to protect yourself from that and you're hoping to get pregnant. I don't know what age we, like... (laughs) treat that as like people aren't surprised and they're like congratulating you because like I was thinking about that yesterday and like my boyfriend's brother and his girlfriend like they're in their late 20s like almost 30 and like if they had a child right now I'd be like oh my goodness like this is gonna ruin their life like like oh my god do you hear they're pregnant yeah (laughs) they're like 30 (laughs) they're literally adults my mom had me when she was like 20 so like I don't know what it becomes acceptable. I don't know. People are so weird about it. Or like when you've been married for a while and people are like, so are we're you both trying? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, because then people are like, are you trying? Like, that's so weird. It's a Why little too you, personal. Are like, you you'll ask- know. <laughs> You're asking if I'm having sex with this person regularly <laughs> to try to have a child. That's so weird. Maybe people should just be more blunt about it. Are you having sex? <laughs> or if someone asks you <laughs> are you having unprotected sex right now you can go if you need to do that um no you just have to be blunt in your response and be like yeah we've been we've been trying unprotected and it just it hasn't been working so we're we're trying we're trying for sure <laughs> we're putting in a good effort oh yeah, I'm not ready for that stage of my life for those questions. Okay, well, we're not there yet. I feel like it gets even more awkward when you are pregnant because people <laughs> like talk. That's a whole different story, though. But there's so many methods to prevent yourself or try to prevent yourself to from getting pregnant if that's your goal, um, if you're not trying. <laughs> but um, layering these methods is also a little more effective from what I've heard, um, from what my doctors told me. So obviously one clear method, we've talked about it before, we'll talk about it again, condoms. Obviously not the most effective method, we've all heard stories, Um, we all know what can happen with those. So that's one method that you can definitely use. And then I find that if you layer that with like birth control, which birth control comes in so many different options, If you're not talking to your doctor about this, I recommend you have a conversation with your doctor. Be like, is there a better opportunity? Not opportunity. (laughs) Do you have an opportunity for me to work here? (laughs) No. Is there a better option for me? Um, Like, I personally 
just in case if anyone wanted to know about my birth control, um, I was like on like the actual pills for I think four years, and I hated it because of my also I'm just getting really vulnerable <laughs> with everyone. I have quite severe depression, so some days I was unable to literally get out of bed and take my birth control, and it was just really throwing things off for me. So I talked to my doctor about it, and I was like, what can I do about this? And so she got me on the patches, which now I only put on once a week, and I just leave it on for a week, and then I change it. And it's like the birth control, except you only have to do it once a week, and it's just really convenient for me, and it works for me. But I know there's also IUDs. um, The shot. Yeah, there's the ring. They're all relatively effective if they weren't, I'm sure. Starting a petition for male birth control. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I feel like that's the thing, too. Like, female contraception is just, like, I don't know. There's just so much to say about it. Like, IUDs, I saw this TikTok about a doctor that was getting so mad because... Um, all of these TikToks were scaring her patients away from coming to her and getting IUDs. Like, what do you mean? People are telling their honest stories about their IUDs harming them in some sort of way or just, like, falling out. (laughs) Like, just coming out or, like, how painful it is to get them in. And it's like, why is the doctor not providing this information before and just doing this? Yeah. I feel like when people talk about, especially with IUDs, it's always, oh, it's it's quick, it's effective, and then people come out of their appointment being like, what was that? What's going on? <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying talk to your doctor, make sure you're fully informed before you do this. I'm pretty excited to talk about this topic. Um, I'm a very sex-positive person, if you haven't already noticed. But sex toys, what do you think, Hunter? There's so (laughs) many. Literally, for everyone. No, like, everyone. Everyone. And people, oh, what bothers me is when people are like, ew. (laughs) Like, and they, people get so grossed out about it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So you don't enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just just say that. Like, you don't have to make... You don't have to shame other people because they like to have fun in their life. Yeah. I find... I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Let's just get vulnerable again. But, like, I've always found it being awkward for, like, couples to use sex toys. Which, like, I think that's just me, like, being weird about it. But in my mind, like, sex toys is just for, like, one person. But I know it's so much more than that. Like, you can do it. Use. You can do it with a partner. Let me tell you that much. (laughs) But wait. (laughs) There's more. But, like, there's toys specifically designed for, like, you and your partner. Like, Like Hunter and I said, there's toys for everyone. For everything. Every shape. Every size. Every color. (laughs) (laughs) They come in every color, every flavor. Oh, true, true. But I do agree. Like, if I'm having sex with someone, I'm having sex with someone not... Like, that's just too much going on. Yeah. No shame, though. Because, like, some people really like that. But I'm like, it's about me and you right now. In my mind, like... (laughs) No, that was going to sound awful. (laughs) I was going to say that they're the toy. (laughs) (laughs) No, in my mind, it's like... It's between you and another person, not you and another person and whatever you just got off of Adam and Eve. Like, 
uh i don't know but like that i just feel like we need to stop shaming sex toys um, so many people use them yeah like why are we keeping it low-key like i don't know is there a difference between playing with a sex toy and playing with a toy car Yep. <laughs> like if no you shame. do that in the park, <laughs> okay, okay. one will get you in jail and one people will be like, Why is this twenty one year old playing with a toy car? The point is there's been no shame. <laughs> no, but it like it totally ties in with the stigmatization of just sex in general. You're here because of it. Yep. <laughs> You're here. But the point Hunter and I are trying to make, um, <laughs> do what you love, do love what yourself. you do. Oh, oh. <laughs> do yourself, do yourself, do other people with consent with yourself. Explore. Yeah. No one's going to know. How, How will they, they know? know? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. It's just so true. Like lock your door. Who cares? Whatever. Maybe. Maybe you think someone's watching you. No one's watching you. I hope there's no <laughs> one in your home. I'm sure there's no one in your home. But, like, there's so many um, companies, too, that, like, do really discreet packaging, do discreet, like, toys, How many, like, sex toys have been delivered to the mailroom and people are just handing them off without even knowing about it? Amazon does discreet packaging. Not that I know from personal experience or anything, but... <laughs> they won't know oh also like the people in the mailroom they don't care they they might giggle no one's analyzing your packages anyways if they are they they probably see a lot a lot of stuff oh for sure for sure so there's no shame just like just do what makes you happy at the end of the day yeah just take the time to explore find out what you really like and what you really don't like Oh, yeah. 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 You got to do that. You know what? Sometimes you got to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Once you know what you don't like, you don't got to do it again. But you also don't have to do it to start off with if you don't want to. That's what consent's all about. Dr. Seuss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I don't know if that was the most informational. Informative. (laughs) Information driven podcast that we have done as the wcas but i feel like we definitely opened the door to like have a more honest conversation about sex and sexual education and consent so if hunter and i can do this for potentially a podcast that could reach a lot of people i feel like talk with your friends about it um hunter is one of my best friends so definitely talk to your best friend about it because it can be really fun and an interesting conversation So if you have more questions or want to learn more, definitely feel free to do your own research. But you can also follow Raze's Instagram, which is raze.ucalgary. We have lots of events going on constantly and so many informative posts about stigmatizations, STIs, contraceptives, and just so many things like that. Do you have any last words? What do you want them to learn, Hunter? Um, Coming into this, I was a little bit nervous because it's like, a, a topic yeah a little nervy it's a topic that a lot of people are quite shy about and i hope that like hearing this was a bit more like relaxing and fun being like oh this is like normal to talk about so that's what i hope people take away is that like it's just part of life it's normal 
Hunter and I just came out here and talked about our sex lives pretty much without talking about our sex lives. So if we can do that, you can take those baby steps. Come talk to Hunter and I about it if you want to. We're very open. We're not going to judge you. Probably too open. (laughs) Yeah, like probably a little too open for everyone's comfort. But it was super exciting and just an amazing opportunity for Hunter and I to come here and talk honestly and openly about sexual education and consent and just create that space to move this conversation further. So thank you for listening to Elephant in the Room. Thank you for listening to Elephant in the Room, brought to you by your wellness CAs. These conversations are sparked by students in residence. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach us at our Instagram at wellnessinres with an S or email us at wellnessinres at ucalgary.ca. Stay well, UCalgary!